0: Luke's chapter, Luke chapter 9, verse 57. And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, that is, unto Jesus, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And he said unto him, pardon me, and he said unto another, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury their dead, but go thy and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at my home at home at my house and jesus said unto him no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of god let us pray father we ask you to settle our hearts we have worshipped you and we thank you you've already spoken into our lives and into this assembly our hope and our strength is solely, uniquely, completely, only and totally in the finished work of Christ. We thank you, Father, for this great redemption. And we ask you now, Lord to settle our hearts and settle us in your presence, that your word would have free course and that you would speak to every single one of us. Challenge us, deal with us. For Jesus' name's sake, we pray. Amen. Just before we go any further, how about taking just a few seconds, literally a few seconds, to say this morning in our own hearts, Lord, speak to me. Even if it challenges me, or whether it encourages me, whatever way he deems fit, through his spirit and his word, Say, Lord, speak to me. Don't say, speak to him, speak to her, speak to them, that one there, or the other one. Speak to me. Speak to me. Let's just close our eyes for a moment, just for a few seconds, and say in our hearts, speak to me. Okay. Putting first things first. Putting first things first. In verse 57, one man freely approaches the master and he says to the master, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. This man is putting himself on the line to say, Lord, whatever you will, Wherever you take me, whatever you want, I will follow you, whatever the cost. So Jesus doesn't say, okay, let's make a little decision today and follow me, and you're going to have a wonderful, wonderful, blessed life. He doesn't say, I want to first of all give you five points to have A good day. He doesn't say, if you follow me, you're going to be so rich you'll own a thousand camels in a week. This is what he says. Verse 58, and Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Jesus is saying to him. Do you still want to follow me? The man in verse 59, Jesus calls him, the second man, Jesus says unto him, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Notice, Suffer me or allow me first to go and bury my father. Notice what Jesus says to his reply. Verse 60. Let the dead bury their dead. But go thy and preach the kingdom of God. Notice he didn't just say go and preach a salvation message. He says go preach the whole kingdom message. Go preach To the lost sheep. Go preach salvation by grace through faith. Go preach the blood that I will shed. Go preach. Go preach healing. Go preach. And he will find later the baptism of the Spirit. The kingdom of God encompasses so much more than the salvation message. Although that's the primary message. Notice this what he says. Lord, suffer me first. Notice the word, suffer me first. Allow me first. First. Here the word first is, he's using it as a way of an excuse, but he's also using it as a way to say, you're not first. Let me first go bury my father, he says. Notice again the third man, he says in verse 61, and also another said, Lord, I will follow thee. Notice this one saying, I will follow you too. I've heard what you've said. I will follow you. I've heard your challenges. I will follow you. But notice he doesn't finish there. He says, I will follow thee. But, for, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at, my, at home at my house. I'll follow you, but let me say trio. Let me go and say goodbye. And it wasn't just, I'm gone. They had a whole family gathering, calling people from near and far, family and friends at the home. They had a whole leaving party in these times when someone was leaving the home. It could take days or weeks. Let me first go and say, let me spend time with them first. First. So what he was actually saying was your call in my life is not first. I want to follow you but not first. So first things first. It seems that the master is little inconsiderate here for he says no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. He says let the dead bury their dead but go thou and preach the kingdom of God and you're not fit if you're applying and you're going to play, and you start looking back you're not fit for my kingdom he says now there's more to this than meets the eye people think well that means if someone fails or someone falling away or someone backslides they're never making the kingdom of God that's not the idea of this at all first of all we want to look at Jesus wasn't saying that these things were not worthy of doing And he wasn't saying they weren't plausible. It was the procrastinating heart of each man that Christ was challenging. He wasn't saying the things they wanted to do was bad or wrong, but it was their procrastinating heart to follow him, to put him first. See, Jesus always speaks to the heart. We are led, not by the nose, but we're led from the heart. We serve him, not through fear, but from love, from the heart. And he was looking into their hearts, and he's seen all their excuses, and he's seen this procrastinating heart of these men. Listen, Psalm 44 and verse 21. Listen to what it says. For he knoweth the secrets of the heart. For he knoweth the secrets of their hearts. You see, their words to Jesus were being accepted. Their words were being accepted. But their sincerity in wanting to follow or saying they would follow was being tried. Was being tried. Puritan Thomas Watson, listen to what he says. A godly man dares not sin secretly. He knows that God sees in secret. As God cannot be deceived by our subtlety, so he cannot be excluded by our secrecy. These men had ulterior motives, trying, as it were, to pull the wool down over the Savior's eyes, to get out of his immediate presence. And as they go on, then they forget that which they were called to do. Brothers and sisters, how often is it that when we are in a meeting and the Spirit's moving and the Lord is blessing and the word is preached and we are receiving, but we get outside, and whether it's the birds of the air come and take the good seed of the word of God out of our hearts, or whether it be something that is said, or, or something later on in the day, and time tends to elapse, and we forget that immediate presence of Christ. We forget that immediate call in our hearts I'll do it, Lord. It comes to our memory. It comes to our remembrance. Lord, you done that in that meeting. You spoke in that meeting. You said that in the meeting. And your, your word entered my heart. But by the time we're, we're having our, our lunch today or, or our dinner this evening or whatever it is, uh, uh, or by the time we're eating our desserts after the church tonight, it comes to our memory. We say, yes, Lord, that's right. You did say that. First, let me go. First let me do. First let me try. Jesus says, no. Put first things first. That he is first. In everything we are. Notice this. Jeremiah 17 verses 9 and 10. Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10 says, The heart is deceitful above all things. Desperately wicked. Who can know it? Yahweh says to Jeremiah, speaking of Judah here, speaking into the lives of men and women, your hearts are deceiving yourselves, he says. The heart, that's your heart, that's my heart. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord. Listen, I, Yahweh, I, Yahweh, search the heart and I try the reins. Note the reins means I go deeper. I go to the bowels, to the kidneys, to the center of your deepest being. And I see it. so we see here that a heart is deceitful. These men, their hearts were not deceiving Christ one little bit, but rather their hearts were deceiving themselves. Jesus was being honest with them. Jesus was being straight with them. Foxes have holes. The birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Are you sure you want to follow me? Do you still want to follow me? Let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. Do you think you're ready now? Then come on, he says. He says, I'm speaking to you. I've called you. Do you want it? I've called you from death. I've called you from the dead. I've called you from lifelessness. I've called you from lifeless churchianity, as it were. I've called you from religion, or I've called you from wherever he has called you. And what has he called you for? He says, but go and preach the kingdom of God. We're saved to serve, brothers and sisters. We are saved to serve the master. No man, having put his hand to the plough and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. You know what he's saying to the third one? You've lost your focus. You have lost your focus. You've lost your right focus. You see, when they were ploughing, now I'm here, and I'm sure there's a few farmers maybe, or people that plough. So this is a city boy telling you how to plough. Most I ever done was dug weeds out of the side of a brick wall in Belfast. So you'll forgive me here. Pick a point. And they had the Yoke of Oxen on. They had the ply on the ground and they had to keep their eye fixed. The ply straight furrows. And when they look back, they're going everywhere but the right way. That's what he's talking about. And it's not fit. It's not a proper pharaoh. It's not a proper pharaoh. He says, if any of you, if any of you are plowing in the kingdom of God, he says, or you think you're plowing and you've lost your focus because you're looking back. Brothers and sisters, it's not what's behind us we worry of. It's not what's behind us we should have concern of. Our life is gone in the past. Past life is under the blood of Christ. Past life is forgiven. Past life will be remembered no more. Past life should never hinder you because sometimes Christians worry more about their past life instead of focusing forward and looking on the Christ who is the author and the finisher of our faith. And they pray an unstraightened furrow. And he says, don't look back because you're doing no good for the kingdom. He says, look forward. Look on to me, he says. And plow straight. This man was looking back to his home. His family and friends. And Jesus was saying, Don't look back to your family and friends in the past. Don't look back to past church life or past church hurts or whatever has happened. He says, look forward to me this way, he says. Employ it for the kingdom of God. See, the Savior here is challenging the heart. He is challenging their motives. He is challenging their priorities. And he is saying to them, first things, first. He says to the three of them, first things, first. Listen, Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 5. Jesus, even in the Gospels, is asked, which is the first and great commandment? And he rehearses Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 5. Deuteronomy must have been one of our Lord's favorite books because when the devil tempted him for 40 days and 40 nights, he quoted Deuteronomy three times. Here again in Deuteronomy, he quotes it, but in Deuteronomy 6 and verse 5, he says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Then in verse 6, he says, And these words which I command thee this day, shall be in thine heart. He didn't say they'll just be on stone slabs. You see, you can put your, your house rules on the fridge, write them down with the chores, and stick your fridge magnet on it. And, you know, the family comes in and sees what they have to do, and the children see what is acceptable, and when they walk away, they, they forget it, just like we leave here, and we forget what the Lord has said to us this morning. But when it's in the heart, when the law of God is written in the heart, the new covenant, Jeremiah 31, 31 to 33, is mentioned again in Hebrews chapter 8, Hebrews chapter 10. And I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, with the house of Judah, not as a covenant I made with their fathers, he says. And I will write my law in their hearts. Christ died on the cross, and his law was written where? In our hearts. All oh, we feel miserably. But grace. We live by grace. We're no longer under the curse. And so when they walk away from that fridge if they love you it's not because I have to do, I have to do, no it's I love them. It's not because of Christ, oh I have to do, I have to do. It's because I love him. I love him. I love him. But I will serve thee. Because I love thee, you have given life to me. So here we see, notice what he says. The Lord, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all. All, not some, with all thy heart. You could write there, you shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart or with total commitment. With total commitment. Secondly, with all thy soul. That means with all thyself everything of yourself. And thirdly, with all thy might, it means to total access. I will love him to total access. The energy, the the, the passion, the drive, the, the love that we gave the devil when we were in the world. Well, I did anyhow. When I think of the nights I spent, when I think of the time I gave, when I think of the money I spent, when I think of the love of the world that I had, and I give it all to the detriment of my health, to the detriment of my strength, I give everything until I became nothing, until I had a half a bin liner under my arm, signing in an office homeless. I loved the world and the devil with all my heart. And with all my strength. And with all my life. It was written in my heart. The darkness of it. Until I was standing before courts. Until I became sick. So the doctor says, you're going to die. And counselors couldn't stop it. And family, friends couldn't help it. But I heard the word, follow me, oh glory. He said, follow me. But what about my friends? And what about my family? And what about my duties? And what about what I like? He says, Oh, first things first. He says, Follow me. And when I got saved, when I got saved, he forgave my sin, he healed my sickness, he delivered me from addiction save my soul and I say Lord I will love thee with all of my heart with all of my strength with all that I am to total access Jesus will I love thee and listen brothers and sisters I'm unashamed this morning to say Lord Jesus not only is my saviour but he is the love of my soul. Here, it means to total access with all thy might, to total access, it means to love the Lord, you should be over the top in loving him. People say, oh, you're, you're, you're too much into this. You can never get too much into this. You're too deep into the things of God. You can never get too deep into the things of God as long as it's not in Phariseeism, but as in the Spirit. You can never, ever get too deep into Jesus. Over the top, someone once said to me, and I'm sure it's maybe said to some of you, you're brainwashed. Praise the Lord. Yes, I am. I'm brainwashed. I'm not only brainwashed, I'm bloodwashed. That's what I am. I'm bloodwashed. My mind has been renewed. It's called the renewing of your mind according to the Word of God. It's the washing of the water of the Word of God in my mind. It's changed my heart. And now it's first things first. Christ and Christ alone. First things first. You see, Jesus speaks to the heart of these men. And he speaks with the point of saying to them, it's first things, first boys. And they come to him with three things. First of all, my luxuries. Second one comes with my duties. And the third one comes with our families. luxuries, duties, and our families. Brothers and sisters, I think enough has been said because we only touched a few lines of what I'd spent hours on writing. And I don't want to get further into it or you'll not get home for your tea or else I'll be the last one to turn out the lights, one of the two. Put on first. Put him first. Put him first in your life. Put him first in your heart. Let him be the one who rules, rules in your life. Put him first. Put him first in your family. Put him first in your day. Put him first. Love him with all you have love him. You know why? Because he first loved you. He's worthy. He's worthy, brothers and sisters. He alone is worthy. He alone deserves your love. He alone deserves your heart. He alone deserves your gl- the glory that you give him. He alone first. Not church first, no. Not family first, no. Jesus, Jesus first. finished finish with this, and we'll maybe look at it another time, but in, in, in the book of Revelation, he speaks to one of the seven churches. And it's the first church called the church of Philadelphia no it's not church of Ephesus pardon me pardon me the church of Ephesus and he tells he gives a, a, a a whole list of what he sees their works and how they're doing and what they're at in church and he's going he's praising them for it he says that's good I'm not talking, he says, about things that, that are, they're not good, what you're doing. He says, that's, he says, that's not what I'm talking about. He says, nevertheless, in spite of the list, I haven't time to go into it. Read it, Revelation chapter 3, the beginning of the chapter. And he says to the church at Ephesus, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. Can you imagine Jesus saying, I have somewhat against thee? What is it, Lord? I, I, I don't want you to have anything against me. Please let me know what you have against me, for I want to rectify it. And he says, okay. This is what he says. Nevertheless, for I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left your first love. You have left your first love. He says, you have stopped loving me as you did at the start. Wow. You know, that young Christian, that young Christian heart of love. I'd do anything for you, Jesus. I'd go anywhere for you, Jesus. You just say it, Lord, and I'm there. He says, it's not there anymore. It's not there. Brothers and sisters, the Lord speaks to me first before I bring this to you. This cuts through me like a knife. I feel such a failure. I feel such a failure. I'm living in his grace. Thank God for grace. Put him first. Put him first. I think I'll do another week at this. (coughs) Excuse me, unless the Lord changes the message. First things.